0: From the heights of New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. And this is Live and Local. It's our podcast dedicated to showcasing the musicians of Upper Manhattan. We talk to them about what they do, and best of all, listen to them perform live in one of our favorite local venues. Today, we are excited to welcome local guitarist, Asher Benor, A lifelong resident of Inwood NYC, Asher has been playing the guitar since the age of 13 after falling in love with rock and roll and blues music. Since that time, his musical journey has spanned several rock bands, cover bands, freelance work in and around NYC, and most recently, a steady roster of gigs performing jazz inspired by Django Reinhardt. He holds a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Jazz Performance from the City College of New York, and works a second career as a real estate agent here in New York city. Let's now listen to him live. We're on the air with Asher Ben Orr. That was fantastic, Asher. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to see you. How you been?
1: I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure. Happy to be here.
0: Well, can you tell us what you just played for us?
1: Yeah, so I just played a couple of original uh, guitar compositions. Um, they're untitled. I haven't really titled them yet, mainly because I consider them unfinished. Um, I'm just kind of like perfectionist that way, so at some point I want to do a record with uh, my original tunes and I'll title them then, you know. Um, But yeah, I wrote those tunes, I want to say, about five or six years ago. Um, And, you know, I mostly play jazz these days. I've been, you know, gigging a lot and kind of focusing on, um, you know, jazz music the past couple of years, which is nothing like what you just heard. So, you know, I wrote those tunes um, and then I, I sort of forgot them and, you know, went a few years without playing them or visiting them. And then uh, during the pandemic, I was sort of inspired to revisit some of that older music. Um, you know, I think like a lot of people, I was just sort of stuck at home and had time to just break out the guitar and had a little more time on my hands. So I revisited those tunes. Um, so I relearned them and just kind of had some fun with them and uh, forgot them again and relearned them for this podcast. Which so is <laughs> why they're a work are. in progress. Exactly, exactly.
2: Beautiful. I really enjoyed both both of those pieces. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I'm curious right away to um, know how your um, transitions, not the right word, but in your in the bio, you know, you it, it, the emphasis seems to be on blues and, and rock initially. And of course, I've heard you around town in more of a 20s and 30s style jazz uh-huh. uh, setting. And this transported me to more like Appalachia, Tennessee, Kentucky. Okay, yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, they're both very different. The second one, more elegiac, plaintive, and even nostalgic. The first one, though, definitely had, to me, a little bluegrass lick vibe in it, folky. So I'm wondering, yeah, that, that that's quite, a, you're very versatile. And I'm uh curious about these two specific pieces what took you to that place which sounds a little countryish almost
1: Yeah absolutely so you know just kind of going back through my evolution as a musician and just as like a listener of music um you know I started off just really falling in love with rock and roll and uh you know some of the artists that I really kind of fell in love with at like a relatively young age um were like bands like Led Zeppelin you know, and Grateful Dead, and both of those bands, just for example, um, there's obviously others, but both those bands have, like, a lot of acoustic um, material, you know, there's, like, albums like Working Man's Dead, and, uh, you know, American Beauty, obviously, and then, you know, you have, like, Led Zeppelin Three and Houses of the Holy, these, these records have a lot of, like, acoustic guitar in them, and that's really, I think where some of that influence comes from because like, I'm not really a bluegrass guy. I'm not like a country guy. Um, I really just was like a rock and roll guitar player for many years before I started playing jazz. So I think, you know, that's kind of where that acoustic, maybe some of that sort of bluegrassy influence you're hearing. I think it really comes from that sort of music. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I will say that in the first piece, particularly, um, you have the hammer-ons. With, oh I mean, yeah! <laughs> I mean, very, very much a, a rock and roll move, yeah, for sure. a la Jimmy Page, Eddie Van Halen, of course, with Van the tapping Hallen. and things Definitely like heard. that. So, um, perhaps, uh, yeah, quasi Appalachian uh, rock and roll, Be- and maybe a little new age in there too. I don't. But know. You can see in yeah. my notes.
2: You can see my notes here. I had power chord metal yeah. slash yeah. Appalachia. Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> Jonathan and I, we do this for a long time together. We have one, we share one brain. Uh, apparently, um,
2: an electric version of that first song might be. Like, like
0: oh a, yeah, like a gameway Malmsteen kind of thing. You know,
1: I don't think there would be so much like weird string noise and like distortion. You know, if you yeah. plugged it in, so. I think
0: it's we great because, it like your music, and I, as Jonathan has tested to, like we've heard the gypsy jazz before when you've played out before, and and you've been concentrating on the jazz for so long. But having that rock background, I, it, I think, I've always noticed this, and you, and Asher's played for us a few times throughout town on our culture hub, at our Inwood Music Festival, um, and thereabouts, and uh, it's a, it's quite a visceral experience watching Asher play. Is that you bring an intensity, I think, to your playing? I do,
1: I do. It's uh, not really intentional, but I think it just, you know, music kind of demands that, I think. At least for me, it's like, I need to bring that, you know, to get my music across. Yeah, but, and so. what,
0: I'm sorry for interrupting you, but it's like, and it doesn't matter what style is. That's why I think it's very interesting picking up what you're talking about. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's Gypsy Jazz, Django Reinhardt, or, um, you know, the Appalachian influence, if you will, or... Um, uh, or 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 a uh, blues oriented piece you do it it's it's a very always you're very consistent i think
1: oh well i appreciate that Thank performance
0: you. <laughs> space yeah performance space wise like the, the energy's always there i think
1: yeah i always yeah i try to deliver
0: you know <laughs> well, can you, you know, it, say, it, it comes through
2: can you tell me a little bit go a little deeper uh on specifically the second piece yeah um i'm always as a, as a as a pianist i'm a little, i get some sometimes a little envious of just the sound that a guitar can generate through simple arpeggiations of various chords and in different inversions and so forth and it just sounds so beautiful i mean it, the piano can do it too but i just feel like there are certain there are certain genres uh, especially again in roughly speaking the folk country blue grassy blues world there's just something specifically about arpeggiated chords mm. with yeah. a, a guitar such as the one you use today it's just so it's so beautiful right um but that's kind of an aside that's sort of just a commentary on the piece a little bit but could you tell me a little bit about maybe even just what more emotionally what does that piece come from yeah well
1: I just want to start by saying that jealousy you mentioned goes both ways because guitar players are always jealous of piano because you know you guys have so much power and you can just you know make these big chords so I think you know Uh that definitely goes both ways I oftentimes wish that I'd like learn piano because it's like such a cool strong instrument that can lay down the harmony but um yeah as far as that piece um I mean, I think it kind of just, for me, comes from... I don't really have a compositional process that I can really explain. I think it kind of just comes from sitting down with a guitar and just making stuff happen. And over time, it just evolves into a song. So, you know, I consider myself more of an improviser. Like, obviously, in jazz, you know it's improvised music. Um, you know, you have melodies and, and pieces of music that you work around, but a big bulk of what you're hearing is improvised solos and, you know, interaction between the musicians. So that's kind of always been my um, my approach to music, I guess. Um, so, you know, when I sit down, it's not usually to write something, it's usually just, you know, if I'm not really practicing something specific, I'll just pick up the guitar and you know, just try to make some music, and over time, you know, that sort of develops into songs like this,
2: if that makes sense. Well, if I can just press the issue just a little bit, in, a, in almost a less technical way, um, I'm just curious what, if anything, I know that they don't have titles, so maybe yeah. maybe I'm really barking up the wrong tree here, but what was that piece about? It was very kind of melancholy, very heartfelt. Um, can you yeah, give me a little definitely. bit more just on the sort of the psychological?
1: For sure. So, you know, I wrote that song maybe like five or six years ago, I want to say. Um, and I was, you know, in a relationship at that time. So, you know, these songs are obviously instrumental. There's no lyrics. Like they're, It's not like really about anything per se, but I think that song was written with kind of a feeling in mind of, you know... Um, how I felt in, uh, you know, my relationship and being in love and just sort of the different feelings that come with that, um, both good and bad. Um, so that was sort of the impetus for that song. I mean, I mean, maybe that's not the right word, but I was sort of, you know, I think I got some of those feelings across with that piece. I mean, Definitely. Maybe, I mean, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But did. I think you, you know, did.
2: It's very poignant. Yeah, there's sort of there. like a
1: there's sort of a major kind of consonant part of that song that is just kind of you know, sort of melodic and easy to listen to, mm-hmm. sort of diatonic, and then there's some more dissonant, undiatonic parts. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like that sort
2: of parallel ebb and major flow. minor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, the good and the yeah.
2: bad. Yeah, so it's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that.
0: Asher, you were talking to me earlier before we started rolling here about you had a gig even late last night, so thanks for being here, I appreciate (laughs) it. Oh, of course. Uh, But as one um, who consistently gigs, um, uh, and you're also, you teach at times, you study with others, I mean, I would consider you a musician's musician, you're on your game here in the city, uh, and you have your pulse on things, so uh, for some of these are like time capsules in many ways. So, you know, we're here, we're recording here at, in late summer of 2021. And, you know, what is the current gig economy right now for musicians? I mean, I mean yeah. where, where, and also I, I think it's interesting to say, if you could, to have kind of a three part question, what what is it now? Where do you see it going? And most importantly, where do you wanna go?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, we're sort of in the beginning of this, I don't wanna say golden age, but um... You know, it's like the 1920s again. It's like we're in the 20s. That's the energy that I feel, especially like post-pandemic. Um, I'm getting more gigs than ever, actually. Um, just in the past several months, you know, now that people are vaccinated and a lot of venues and, you know, restaurants that have a of music are starting to bring bands back, I've been getting more and more calls. And um, it feels really good, especially after this, like, just like shitty year. Excuse my language, but it was just... Horrible in a lot of ways, obviously. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just that kind of energy of, like, people going out and, you know, wanting to connect with people. And um, I don't know if this is because, like, maybe the music is getting better that I'm involved in or what, but I sort of feel like audiences are more appreciative these days. I don't know if that's because people have been, you know, in lockdown or whatever, but people just seem to really respond and... um, that's just kind of the energy that I think a lot of musicians are feeling in the city now. You know, I, I know a lot of people are, are busy. A lot of musicians I work with I'll you know, have to call sometimes like four or five bass players to get somebody to do a gig with me. Cause everyone's working. Um, so that's a good sign. I mean, even though I don't always get my first choice, it's like, it makes me happy that people are out there working and I know that my, uh, my colleagues are busy. You that, know?
2: Is, that is a hopeful note. Yeah. Um, being still a young man yourself, at least in comparison to Aaron, this is true. <laughs> um, do you have any, any younger? Do you have any advice you can share to uh, other younger musicians um, who are, you know, in the quest for gigs and maybe how to go about doing? Yeah,
1: it? for sure. I mean, you know, I think there's so many different types of gigs out there. Um, and different types of musicians, you know, people have different goals, so I can't speak for everybody, but I think for somebody who just wants to go out and work, you know, and just to perform, um, and get paid to do it, I think, you know, there sort of needs to be kind of a massive outflow of energy. Um, In the beginning, that means, you know, going to jam sessions. That's something that I did when I was, you know, in school for music. Um, I did that every week for a couple of years. And at least once a week, I would go to a jazz jam session. They have them, um, you know, in the clubs downtown, like Smalls Mm -hmm. and Fat Cat, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure you guys know of. There's jam sessions there that go until four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So you have to kind of be willing to put yourself out there and do that. And it's so fun, you know, so like, why would you not want to, but Mm -hmm. it's like, use that youthful energy to go out and make a splash and, you know, just get to know people and make people know you. So that's kind of how it starts. And then. You know, you got to hustle. That's the other component of it. I mean, I'm probably, I'm not working as much as a lot of people, but the the work that I've gotten has really come from hustling. I mean, I'll cold call places, I'll cold email, I send people my demo and just, you know, you get a thousand no's. I mean, I remember uh, sending like an email blast, not really an email blast, but it was like targeted, you know, I'm going to target these like hundred restaurants that like, that seem to have live music. And I got like one response, you know, out of a hundred. That's not an exaggeration. That's like real numbers yeah. for you. So, and I've done that, you know, for the past couple of years, every several months, I'll like make a concerted effort um, to do that. And then over time, like you get one yes, you know, one person says yes out of a hundred and that turns into a steady gig. So just kind of being okay with the rejection and just saying, you know, fuck it. I'm just gonna like put myself out there and be patient.
2: So no. basically, f- <laughs> first step, get over the entitlement and uh, oh, yeah. the, 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 the assumption that your first gig ought to be at Carnegie Hall. That, oh, get over that. hell no. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to... I mean, I'm still playing... You're lucky if
0: it's a Carnegie sidewalk.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I play with elite musicians. Um, not everybody is, like, on that level, but sometimes I get the pleasure of playing with those guys, and, like, they're doing these gigs with me because they're available, you know, I mean, they, they say yes. And, um, you know, it's in some ways, it's kind of sad, because you know you have like an elite musician who's playing for 75 bucks, mm. you know, they deserve a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those are the gigs that are out there. So um, obviously, you can make a lot more doing weddings, and you know, mm-hmm. whatever, there's ways to, to make money. But, um, you know, that's what people who are sort of committed to the artist lifestyle, they'll like, you know, they'll take these gigs and they're happy to do it, you know?
0: Well, Mm -hmm. we're glad you said yes to us today. And I believe you have one more (laughs) tune for us, Mr. High Roller himself. Uh, What are you gonna play for us next? So this is um,
1: another untitled composition um, that I wrote around that same period, maybe five or six years ago. And uh, yeah, it features, you know, flat picking. I think the first piece that I played was sort of like a finger style technique with no pick. Um, The second one was finger picking. I used actually a thumb pick on that tune. Um, so this tune is kind of like more folky, I guess, inspired, you know, guitar instrumental, um, using a
0: regular pick, so a flat picking technique. Great. Well, let's listen to it now. Once again, Asher Benor. Asher, flat picking is awesome.
2: Oh, I appreciate Thanks, man. that.
0: Very kind. Really good.
2: Thank you. Yeah, that was a jam session uh, in itself.
0: So Asher, where can our listeners go to follow you and find out where to catch you in your many gigs around town?
1: Yeah, so I am on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is at Archtop Asher um, It should pop up right away. There's not that many Asher's out there. So, you know, you can find me on Instagram. I usually post gigs there. I don't post a whole lot as far as, like, you know, music itself. I mean, I try to do a post, like, once a month or something like that. But I do put all my um, gigs in Instagram stories. So if you follow me, you'll see those, uh, you know, postings for gigs. And then I do have a website, um, which is asherbenormusic.com, which is in desperate need of some updates and some new music. But I actually do have a demo that I recorded, um, you know, playing some... You know like gypsy jazz kind of swing music i recorded that demo i think on march 12th of 2020 it was like right before the lockdown which was such a blessing to be able to squeeze that in i remember showing up for that session and the guys were like we didn't even know if you were going to show up you know yeah but we did and you know i have that uh session that i recorded with some really good quality video so that's going to be on my website in the near future as well
0: okay cool our listeners uh you can find a link to Asher's work in the description of this episode um but before we uh sign off um do you want to speak a little bit about your realtor work as well since you're since we got you because oh, yeah I think it's important <laughs> to know like if you think you're high and mighty, guess what you still got to eat when you, still when eat, you're not man. working
1: yeah that's absolutely right yeah I do love to eat
2: I'm talking about hustling
1: yeah, yeah. I mean oh gosh you know I started
0: uh a... Just where your realtor website is, so they know go, 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 yeah. go find you. There. So
1: I work at Bohemia Realty Group. Um, it's kind of an Upper Manhattan focused company. So I have a page on the Bohemia Realty Group website. I also have a separate Instagram for my real estate business, which is Uptown Asherby. Great. So we have Archtop Asherby, Uptown Asherby.
0: So if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, and also get a perspective on a guy who can find your own a place for you too, that's the place to go. Yeah. For sure, unofficially <laughs> sponsored by Bohemia, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, it's not really. Um, but because uh, listen, it's, the struggle is real, right? The
1: struggle is real. I mean, I became a real estate agent, sort of not by accident per se, but it was just kind of a little random. I had a couple friends who were doing it. Um, a friend of mine um, no longer lives in the city, but he was an actor, you know, just trying to make ends meet, and he became an agent and got pretty successful. So he kind of told me to do it. There was another friend of mine who lived across the street who worked for Bohemia Realty. Um, So he kind of also sort of encouraged me and it just kind of happened. I just needed money, honestly. I mean, at that time, like right when I was getting started, I was teaching a lot. I worked for this private teaching company that did uh, private music lessons in kids' homes. So you would travel and do the lesson there. That was sort of the brand of that company. And it was just like a lot of work and, you know, just paying the rent and like nothing more you know, no vacation budget, it was just kind of kind of tough, so I wanted to, you know, be able to have some extra money, and that's kind of how that got started, you know. A lot of musicians I know, they have some form of day job. Um, there's one guy who's like an adjunct philosophy teacher at a college in Brooklyn somewhere, you know, and he's like kind of a, sort of a nationally known uh, gypsy jazz rhythm guitar player, and um, I know a guy who's a a really good a sommelier, who's also an, another rhythm guitarist, who's like pretty uh pretty exceptional players, you know, they do these kinds of things to make a living. So yeah, I mean that's sort of the price we pay for living here in New York, I guess. You know, you could maybe rent a house and we were talking about Kentucky earlier for some reason. It came up in conversation. You could live in Kentucky and probably get by on, you know, fifteen hundred bucks a month that you make for your gigs, but that doesn't fly here, unfortunately. No. Well, Not list, anymore.
2: the list of brilliant taxi drivers, muse- musicians in New York is long. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure but it that's is. That's what
0: makes a city great. There's yeah. so many wonderful people and talented people who are around us, which what we I kind know. of created in what artworks around in northern Manhattan. There's a just a embarrassment of talented people who live in this neighborhood.
1: Oh yeah, I know. It's know? like you can't walk down the street without seeing like you know a brilliant artist or musician. You know. Yeah. Everywhere.
0: It's pretty awesome. Well. Thanks again, Asher, for joining us today on this live and local episode. Thank uh, you, Inward Aaron and Jonathan. I
1: appreciate you guys having me.
0: Sure thing. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thing. Uh, it's Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Thanks to Hudson View Gardens for hosting us and to HeightsHeights.com for local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do, which includes Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Fresco, pop-ups, live performances, and so much more. You can support us at inwoodartworks.nyc donate. This program is supported in part by public funds from New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council, and in part by a grant from the NYC and Company Foundation with partial support from Manhattan Borough President, Gail Brewer from the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. For Inwood Artworks On Air.